Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, Oddings. It's your Ate Sapphire. Do you believe objects can be haunted? If you don't, this episode might change your mind. First, we'll befriend a young girl's stuffed bear named Rosalita. Then, we'll uncover the mystery of a cursed pocket watch, and finally, hear the true story of one of the most famous dolls in the world, Annabelle. I receive hundreds of amazing story submissions every single week. In this episode, all of the stories have been previously animated on youtube.com snarled. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. If you want more from Something Scary, join our Patreon for extra perks. Check it out at patreon.com slash snarled. So, want to hear something scary? Our first chapter is a true story submitted by Brooklyn, who received a stuffed bear as a gift when she was younger that turned out to be much more than she expected. When Brooklyn was about three years old, she was diagnosed with a very serious heart problem. The doctors were always in a panic, horrified that her death would come any day. Brooklyn would constantly overhear nurses talking about how worried they were about that poor little girl. She thought that they might have been talking about her. But Brooklyn's mom calmed her down and reminded her that there were lots of patients in the hospital. They could be talking about anybody. Although it didn't help that whenever her nurse came into her room, her eyes were red and wet like she had just been crying. It always made Brooklyn nervous. What was wrong? The night before Brooklyn was to undergo surgery, she asked her nurse, You're always crying when you come in my room. Why? The nurse froze. She slowly bent down and whispered in her ear, You will understand when you meet her. At the time, Brooklyn didn't know what that meant, but those words stuck with her. The surgery was a success, and Brooklyn now had a new heart. Being a young girl, she couldn't quite yet grasp the gravity of what she had gone through. It didn't even cross her mind to wonder where this new heart had come from. She was just happy to be alive and well. Before she left the hospital, her nurse gave her a small stuffed bear. This is Rosalita, she said. She is incredibly special, just like you. Take care of her. 
the nurse began to cry again and left the room. Brooklyn examined her gift. It was just an ordinary teddy bear, but it was special to her, knowing that it came from her kind nurse. So she kept her promise and took care of that bear for years and years. Brooklyn was now about eight years old. She loved to draw and would sketch cute and happy characters like Winnie the Pooh and Dora the Explorer. And usually, Rosalita was propped up on the table in front of her. One day while she was drawing, Brooklyn heard a voice. It makes me happy when you make art. Brooklyn looked up, expecting to see her mother standing in her room, but she wasn't there. In fact, no one was there. That was weird, Brooklyn thought. But she figured she must have imagined the voice and continued to draw. Then it spoke again. I know you heard me, Brooklyn. That made her jump back a bit in her chair. The voice was coming from right in front of her, right where Rosalita the bear was sitting. Brooklyn locked eyes with the bear. I didn't mean to scare you. I'm your friend. How are you talking? How can I hear you? Brooklyn asked shakily. Because we have a special connection, Brooklyn, the bear continued. No one else can hear me but you. From then on, Brooklyn continued to converse with Rosalita. She tried to tell her parents about their special connection, but they just smiled and nodded. They thought their daughter was just playing an innocent game. Lots of kids treat their stuffed animals as though they're real living beings. This didn't seem that unusual and therefore didn't raise any red flags. Brooklyn continued to draw pictures for Rosalita. Ever since Rosalita began speaking to her, Brooklyn believed she became a better artist. Rosalita would guide Brooklyn's hand on the paper, telling her where to place her brush strokes. They really did have a special connection. But Rosalita became tired of the childish drawings. Aren't you bored of drawing these silly cartoon characters? You need to make real art. I don't understand what you mean, Rosalita, replied Brooklyn. Rosalita proceeded to tell Brooklyn to walk outside into the yard and look near the tool shed door. There, she found the bones of a dead mouse. Take those bones and turn them into art. Bring meaning to its death. Brooklyn followed her orders right away. Rosalita had never done wrong to her before. She had no reason to not trust her. So Brooklyn took the bones and glued them on a piece of paper with Rosalita instructing her each step of the way. When it was finished, she hung it up on the wall above her head. It's beautiful, Rosalita said as she admired Brooklyn's work. I never want you to take it down. To this day, the bones are still there on Brooklyn's wall. Her parents were always creeped out by it and would take it down. But every time they did so, they would immediately get sick, and they would remain sick until Brooklyn hung it back up. It was a strange coincidence, and Brooklyn didn't want to believe that Rosalita had anything to do with it. Rosalita had always been so sweet and kind. But as she got older, Brooklyn became a little concerned about some of the comments Rosalita was making. When one of the family dogs died suddenly, Brooklyn was heartbroken. She went to her room and expressed her grief with Rosalita, hoping that she would help her feel better. Why are you sad? I thought I was your best friend. I'm still here, aren't I? 
Brooklyn was taken aback by what she said. What's that supposed to mean? I can feel you pulling away from me, Brooklyn. My dog just died and you're making me feel worse instead of better. Maybe you're really not that great of a friend. And with that, Brooklyn stormed out of the room. Rosalita tried to apologize over the next couple of days, but Brooklyn wasn't ready to speak with her again. Days turned into years. Brooklyn is now 19 years old. One day, she heard Rosalita crying. It had been such a long time since Brooklyn spoke to or played with her. If Rosalita was trying to guilt Brooklyn, it worked. Is everything okay, Rosalita? Brooklyn asked. Rosalita stopped sobbing. Do you remember the nurse who gave this bear to you? Yes, I do. She was my mom. Rosalita continued. She was always crying because I wasn't doing well. I was staying in the same hospital as you. Did anyone ever tell you where your new heart came from? Brooklyn shook her head. You are my art, Brooklyn. Your life brought meaning to my death. Brooklyn's eyes filled with tears. Thank you so much. But you didn't appreciate what I've done for you. What? You always said I was your best friend and that you loved no one more than me. And then for the past few years, you've completely abandoned me, thrown me aside, and replaced me. What? That's not true. So on your 21st birthday, I'm leaving. What? What do you mean? Where are you going? And I'm taking my heart with me. Brooklyn paused. Rosalita, does that mean that I'll... Rosalita didn't say another word and wouldn't answer Brooklyn whenever she brought it up again. What did Rosalita mean by that? Guess she'll find out in two years. A very special thank you to Brooklyn and, I suppose, Rosalita uh, for sending that story in. Um, I received that story maybe more than a year and a half ago, actually. So maybe I should check in on Brooklyn. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This next story is also inspired by True Events and submitted by Layla. Layla had always been somewhat of an outcast at school because of her thin frame and gaunt features. Kids were afraid of her, to say the least. But there were four girls in particular who loved to pick on her. They were the most popular girls in school, and their names were Christina, Emma, Jessica, and Jasmine. They would call her horrible names like Demon Girl and Witch. They'd warn all their classmates to stay away from her because she might strike back and put a spell on them. When Layla told a teacher about this, the girls cornered her during lunch period and beat her up. Weeks later, Layla and her family had just moved to a new house. Unfortunately, it wasn't far enough for Layla to switch schools, but the move did excite her somewhat because there was a creepy graveyard nearby and rumor had it that there was a black wooden hut where a witch lived. So one night, she decided to visit the hut alone. Led by nothing more than the light from her cell phone, she walked down the rocky path in the graveyard and stood before the small, cobweb-covered hut. There were no lights or sounds coming from inside. Layla reached for the door and pushed it open. Everything was covered in spiderwebs and dust. It looked like no one had stepped foot in there for decades. Layla walked around inside the small, dark shack in fascination, but couldn't shake the feeling that she wasn't completely alone. Then something caught her eye. On the table was a pocket watch. It was the only thing in the shack that wasn't completely covered in dust. It didn't look like it worked anymore, though. It only had one hand, which pointed at 12. Still, Layla thought it was beautiful and interesting, so she put it in her pocket and went back home. The next morning, Layla got ready for school, like every other day, but when she went downstairs to eat breakfast, her mom shot her a confused look and asked, Did you dye your hair? No, replied Layla. Huh, well, something's different about you. Layla ignored her mom's comment and ate her breakfast. When she went to the bathroom after her meal, she caught her reflection. Her mom was right. Her hair was darker. Her hair used to be a light brown, but now it was almost black. And over the next month, her hair got even darker and her skin even paler. Her eyes were almost black as well. And then came the shadow. Every now and then, in the corner of her eye, Layla would see someone watching her, But when she turned to look at it, it would be gone. And every night she would dream that she was watching herself sleep, like she was watching from someone else's point of view. One day at school, Layla was trying to get to her classroom without one of her bullies noticing, but failed. Christina headed straight for her and immediately began throwing rude words in her face and shoving her. As Christina walked away to her next class, Layla muttered under her breath, I wish she would be out of my life forever. She pulled out the pocket watch and rubbed the engravings. 
Looking at the watch always made her feel calmer. Layla was both relieved and surprised when none of the girls came near her the rest of the day. The next day, Christina didn't show up to school. Rumor had it that her parents had last minute decided to move back to Shanghai. What an amazing coincidence, Layla thought. She pulled out her pocket watch and noticed something odd. The cover was flipped open and the hand was now pointing at one. It had moved. The next day, Jessica was in a terrible car crash on her way to school and ended up in a coma. Layla was in shock at the horrible accident, but also felt a bit relieved now that she could walk the halls without so much pestering. Layla felt awful about her feelings, so she rubbed the pocket watch again. But she noticed something. The hand had clicked to two. Layla thought the pocket watch was finally back to working order and was just moving slowly. But then the next day, Jasmine had gone missing. No one could find her. That was three of Layla's bullies gone. And sure enough, when Layla checked the watch, the hand had clicked to three. These girls had always given Layla trouble, but she never wished this on them. She threw the pocket watch in the trash, but it just reappeared in her pocket. Eventually, anyone who had ever given Layla a hard time had something unpleasant happen to them. Kids were disappearing left and right, and finally, the hand now pointed at 11. Emma, the last of the four bullies, confronted Layla one day and assaulted her with kicks and punches. Emma was in tears and shouted, You're a demon, Layla. I don't know what you're doing, but it needs to stop. Do you understand? Layla stood up, bleeding from various wounds and limbs aching. She scowled at Emma and said, I have put up with you and your awful friends for years, and you dare to ask mercy of me? I wish you were dead. The next day, Emma was found in the woods near her home. She was devoured by a pack of wolves, ripped to shreds, and never to be seen again. When Layla heard the news, she knew things had gone way too far. That night, she went back to the graveyard near her house, to the hut. She threw the watch back on the table and ran back home. And the very next day, Jessica awoke from her coma. Jasmine had been found and reunited with her family. Even Layla's hair and skin were returning to their original colors. The curse was broken, and things were back the way they were. Well, maybe not quite. Everyone at school was talking about how Layla somehow put a curse on those who wronged her. People believed it and steered clear from her, for real this time. Layla devilishly smiled. No one dared mess with her again. A very special thank you to Layla for submitting that story. Um, kids can really be cruel sometimes, and I'm sorry that you were picked on so much, but I am glad that that is no longer the case anymore. I would like to know if that pocket watch and that hut is still in your neighborhood. So if you're listening to this now, Layla, uh, email me a follow-up. 
And our final story for today is about a doll that I am almost positive you have heard of before. Her name is Annabelle, and this is her story. In 1970, a young woman named Donna was turning 28, and for her birthday, her mother gave her a seemingly harmless Raggedy Ann doll that she purchased from a second-hand store. Both Donna and her roommate Angie were nurses, and so they were out of the house most of the time, leaving the doll in the apartment alone. They didn't think much of their new roommate until strange things started happening. One night after a long shift, Donna came home to find the doll sitting on her bed in her closed bedroom, which would have been perfectly fine if that's where Donna had left her. Donna had placed the doll in a corner and closed the door. How could it have moved? Angie wasn't even in the house at the time. Other nights, Donna would find the doll sitting on the couch with its legs crossed and arms folded, or standing upright in the kitchen. Both Donna and Angie were rational young women and believed there had to be a reasonable explanation for this. Maybe they were just remembering things wrong. But Lou, Angie's fiance, thought otherwise. He did not trust that doll one bit and wanted them to get rid of it or at least consult a medium to see if there truly was something inside it. But Donna and Angie didn't believe that was possible, so they carried on as usual. Then they began finding handwritten notes around the house. They were written in pencil, in childlike handwriting, on pieces of parchment, a type of paper that no one in the house owned. They read, help us. One night, Donna came home and found a mysterious red liquid on the doll's hands and chest. It looked like blood, but it was coming from inside the doll. That was the push that Donna and Angie needed to come to terms with the fact that there was something wrong with this doll. They brought in a medium and performed a seance. After sitting around the table in silence, the medium finally spoke up. A long time ago, before this apartment complex was built, there was a field on this property, and it was here that the body of seven-year-old Annabelle Higgins was found. And it is in this doll that her spirit now lives. She trusts you and just wants to be around you. Donna and Angie felt sorry for Annabelle, and decided to let her stay in the apartment with them. Lou, however, was not happy about that at all. One night, it was just Lou and Angie in the apartment, packing up for a road trip they were leaving for in the morning. Lou was walking to the kitchen and passed Donna's room, and heard shuffling coming from inside. Donna wasn't home, so who could it be? Lou threw the door open. There was nobody there. Nobody human, at least. He walked inside and saw Annabelle sitting in the corner of the room. As he walked towards her, he got this burning feeling, as though someone was standing behind him. He looked around to find nobody. He turned back to Annabelle and then felt the burning again, but this time on his chest. He lifted his shirt to find seven distinct scratch marks, singed into his skin. 
The following morning, they called a priest, who then called Ed and Lorraine Warren, renowned demonologists. Lorraine examined the doll, and as she did, her face turned to horror. Lorraine sat down with Donna and gently explained the issue. This doll is not possessed. Demons only possess humans. This entity was using this doll to manipulate you and moved it around the house so you would pay attention to it. Then it tricked that medium into telling you that it was the spirit of a harmless young girl. Donna hesitated, trying to process the information. Finally, she spoke up. So, what does it want? Lorraine took her hand in hers. Your soul. A priest performed an exorcism on the apartment, and the Warrens took Annabelle home with them in a bag. Knowing what this entity was capable of, they made sure to avoid the highways on their way home, since Annabelle would no doubt try to sabotage their drive. And they were right. Along the way, the car's engine continuously stalled. So is Annabelle truly dangerous, or is all of this an elaborate hoax? If you're the type who needs to see to believe, you can actually visit Annabelle at the Occult Museum, a section of the Warrens' Connecticut home where they store haunted relics collected from the many cases they worked on. She's kept locked in a box with multiple warnings. One skeptical visitor made the one fatal mistake of mocking the doll, tapping her glass case, and daring her to do her worst on him. When he left the museum, he got into a terrible motorcycle accident and died three hours later. Whether or not the Warrens created that story as a cautionary tale, would you really want to test it? If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to join our Patreon, visit patreon.com snarled. Until next time, sweet dreams. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.